Before we begin this morning, as you're seated, I want to just invite you to take a moment, bow your head, close your eyes. We're going to begin uh, before the sermon begins with a time of prayer. And I think that song really speaks to our journey, uh, maybe specifically uh, this year. And as we sit here, all our heads are bowed, all our eyes are closed, no one's looking around. I, I want you to, to just really focus in on, on what that song says to us, that we're not alone, that we, we move within his grace and we breathe out his praise. And so today as you come to worship, it's because God's grace has brought you here. And as you sing songs like this, it is in spirit and truth that we praise the one true living God because he's faithful. Because even in times where you may feel alone, he can show his presence in your heart. And so as you sit here this morning, I want you to reflect on a time where you thought you were alone or a time where there were, as the song said, some scars and some wounds and God showed his faithfulness. Or maybe you're here this morning or you're watching or you're listening today. Or maybe you just need to pause where you are because you feel alone. But I want to encourage you to know that God's presence is evident in your life, that he's faithful. So just take a moment to, to praise God for his grace and for his faithfulness right where you sit. Wherever that might be, wherever you're listening from. Take just a brief moment. And breathe out praise to God right now. Lord, we are breathing out praise to you because you are faithful. And your grace is abundant. And your blessings are immeasurable. Even in the midst of scars and wounds, you work in our life. And it's in you we find the healing that we need, God. So, Lord, I pray that you would be with us in this time as we look into your word. May you be glorified in it. May you use it for our lives this week. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. This morning I want to invite you to turn to an Old Testament book, the book of Ruth. We're going to look at chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. As over the next couple of weeks, we're going to enter into a sermon series that I've entitled Gospel, Gospel and Womanhood. Now, I've, I've preached several Mother's Day sermon, sermons uh, in my ministry. Uh, but I realized that as I was planning this year, I've never taken key biblical figures, key women from Scripture, and highlighted them. And so I wanted to do that this year. And, and specifically on days such as this with baby dedication, it, it speaks to the importance of women of faith importance of women that have, and maybe there's someone in your life that's influenced you as a mom or grandmother or, or another lady in your life that has influenced you that you can think on. Maybe as a woman today, you will be encouraged to be that for someone else. Uh, but we're going to take Ruth's example this morning, and we're going to see together uh, over the next couple of weeks to, and, and gain some insights on these biblical figures that will encourage women in their daily walk. And it will also apply to all of us as the church, these key principles that we see 
how God uses these biblical figures in, in immeasurable ways. And so today, as, as we think about Ruth, we're going to see some gospel-centric characteristics, okay? We're going to see sacrifice. We're going to see faith. We're going to see determination. We're going to see some gospel-centric characteristics that Ruth, all these years before the Messiah came, and if you read through the book of Ruth, you see that Ruth is part of the lineage of Christ. And so we're going to see these characteristics so many years before the Messiah came, but these gospel-centric characteristics are in the life of this woman known as Ruth. And I pray that this will be an encouragement to you today. So let's turn our attention here to chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 in the Old Testament book of Ruth. This is what's written. But Ruth replied, don't plead with me to abandon you. Now, Ruth is talking to her mother-in-law, Naomi. So just to set up the context here, uh, their husbands have died. Naomi is a Jew. She's going back to the nation of Israel. And so Ruth is going to go with her. So Ruth replied, don't plead with me to abandon you or return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. So Ruth shows here, the very first principle that we see, Ruth shows sacrifice. In, in this narrative of this biblical figure of Ruth, Ruth exemplifies Sacrifice. Recently, I was watching this sitcom. I like sitcoms. I know a lot, a lot of people do, but I like sitcoms. It's, it's kind of like vanilla ice cream, you know. You know what you're going to get, no surprises, and you can just kind of zone out, right? And so 20 minutes, sitcom, there it is. We've seen them all before, but we watch them anyway, right? Or at least I do, okay? I'll be over here on the sitcom team. Y'all can be on the other team, all right? But I was watching this sitcom, A Man with a Plan. Some of y'all may know Matt LeBlanc. He was Joey from Friends. And so he's the main character. His name in this, this new sitcom is uh, Adam Burns. And so Adam, in this scenario, his parents have moved to live right next door to him because that's always happening in sitcoms, right? The parents, the parents move in and everything, or somebody close moves in close to him. And so he's trying to get out of taking his mom to bingo on Monday nights. Like he takes his mom to bingo because she's not driving anymore. And so he comes home and he's like, I got to get out of this bingo thing. And, can, and so he asks his wife, he says, can she volunteer at the hospital with you? That'll be a great idea. Your mom loves people. She would love to come to the hospital and volunteer. So she begins volunteering at the hospital. But what the character Adam Burns doesn't realize is that that means dad is going to go everywhere with him every single day. So he gets out of one thing, but then his dad comes along and chaos ensues. See, Adam was trying to get out of something. Have you ever been there? Yeah, we've been there, right? We tried to get out of something. You may have tried to get out of coming to church today. I don't know, but I'm glad you're here, all right? So we try to get out of stuff, or we try to get out of a responsibility. Ruth had the out. Her husband had died. Naomi, the mother-in-law, tells her and her sister-in-law, Orpah, not Oprah, Orpah, says, hey, you don't have to come with me. I'm a Jew. I'm going back to Israel. I'm going back to my people. You're not of them. You, you are free. You, you go, right? And Ruth is the one that says, no, I'm sacrificing. I'm coming with you. She had the out. 
She, she could have she gone and she could have remarried and she could have lived her life however she wanted to live it, but she didn't do that. And Ruth gives us this example of sacrifice. This example of sacrificial love. She was free to do whatever, but she chose to do what honored God. And that speaks to women, that speaks to men. It speaks to all of us. Because here's the deal, okay? Faithfulness to God leads to sacrifice for God. Faithfulness to God leads to sacrifice for God. So to be who God wants us to be, whether male or female, to to be the woman in the the family that God wants you to be, to, to be the man to lead the family, however this plays out in our life as disciples, faithfulness to God leads to sacrifice for God. And this is what Ruth exemplifies. She exemplifies this sacrificial love. And why is that so important? Why is it so important for a mother to exude that sacrificial love in the home? Why is that so important for a grandmother to be that example for the grandkids of sacrificial love? Why is that so important for all of us as we journey in faith? Why is that so important? Because it's a gospel trait. The gospel says that Jesus sacrificially came for us. And so right here, all these years before Jesus arrives in human form, Ruth, who's part of his lineage, is showing this sacrificial love, this gospel trait, as she commits herself to following her mother-in-law, Naomi. And as we engage in this, as Ruth did, then guess what? That means we are living out the gospel. We're not just saying that we believe, but we are putting action to our faith as we live out sacrificially loving others. And I'm so thankful for the women in my life that have sacrificially loved me in these ways. And so women, I encourage you to consider those next steps of showing that sacrificial love. Ruth says something interesting here. She says, for wherever you go, I will go. Now, Ruth's not just trying to tag along, okay? Ruth's not just trying to tag along. There's some deep meaning behind what she says here. Because this is a sacrificial decision for Ruth. Ruth, not being from the nation of Israel, she's actually a Moabite. So being from another people group, this is a big deal, okay? This is a huge deal. The decision by Ruth, it cuts off and even possibly alienates her from her own people. So don't just think Ruth says, Naomi, hey, I'm going to come with you to take care of you and that there's not something risky on the table, okay? Because there's a huge risk for Naomi, I mean, for Ruth on the table as she follows Naomi. There's a huge risk on the table for her. There's a a lot of chips there on the table for her. But she makes the decision out of sacrificial love to be cut off from her very own people to follow Naomi as Naomi goes back as a Jew to the nation of Israel. So this sacrificial love isn't just lip service that Ruth is given to her mother-in-law, Naomi. No, it's very risky. It's even costly for her. And that shows us the gospel as well. It was costly for Jesus to come. It was costly for Jesus to come 
to live the life we couldn't live, to go to the cross and die the death we deserve. It was costly. It was costly because we have a name for it. It's called Calvary. It's called the cross. And Ruth exemplifies the sacrificial love of the gospel. She gives us a picture of the gospel because Jesus promises never to leave us and forsake us. So ladies, women, I encourage you to look at Ruth and to see that sacrificial love that she gives and to live out that gospel the way she did. Men, I encourage us to lift high those women in our life and to encourage and support the ladies in our life that have lived out the gospel by showing us sacrificial love. You see, all this is intertwined together. It's not playing on two different sides of the fence or two different games. No, it's the same game, the same team intertwined together to exemplify the sacrificial love, the gospel trait, as we move through our daily life. And this is what we see in the life of Ruth. Ruth's sacrifice was drawn from a deep well of faith. And that's the second principle I want to share with you this morning. Ruth exemplifies faith. Not only does she exemplify sacrifice by leaving and even cutting off, being cut off from her people, but she exemplifies faith in Naomi's God. Most likely there were multiple gods that Ruth had been exposed to in her life and with her people group. But she says to Naomi, your God will be my God. She has placed her faith in the one true living God. What is faith? I love J.I. Packer's quote, scholar. He comes from his famous work, Knowing God. J.I. Packer writes this, faith, self-abandoning trust in the person and the work of Jesus. I want to read that one more time. Faith, self-abandoning trust in the person and work of Jesus. You see, Ruth, in her faith, she says, your God will be my God. She steps out in faith. She, she makes this movement in her life. And part of that movement was she had a, to abandon part of her old self, the people group that she was a part of. She had to abandon that. You know, that's not something a lot of us want to sign up for, right? I mean, think about it. We like most of the time, we, we like where we come from. There, there's some level of, of, of pride about where we come from and who we are and those types of things. I, I was reminded of this this week when I heard that old John Mellencamp song, Small Town, right? Some of y'all starting to tap your toe. It's all right. I know it's a Baptist church. You can tap your toe. Wake up, people. Come on. Humor me a little bit. Small Town. If you haven't heard Small Town by John Mellicott, just listen to the Retro Hour. I think they play it every day at noon, right? Okay. But this is what John Mellicott writes, okay? The song Small Town. I was born in a small town. I can breathe in a small town. Going to die in this small town. That's probably where they'll bury me. And so he has this idea that this town where he's from and the people that he's with, that he's known all his life, is where he's going to finish his life. It's the fabric of who he is. It's the fabric that he's holding on to. It's so ingrained in him, he can't imagine anything else as he sings this song. 
And that's kind of where Ruth was. Her people were all that she knew. Where she was was all that she knew. And now she's abandoning that. And she tells Naomi, your God will be my God. Don't miss this faith statement. Don't miss this faith statement because when we make statements of faith and when we step out in faith, it means we're going to have to abandon something. This song speaks about holding on to that fabric of who we are, but faith speaks to abandoning who you are. Faith means unraveling the fabric of who you are and taking on the cloak of an identity in Christ Jesus. You might think that's kind of scary. Well, it kind of is. But I want you to consider what author Michael Hyatt says. He says, Everything good in your life is on the other side of fear. Everything good in your life is on the other side of fear. And that's what, that's what Ruth shows us. That's exactly what Ruth shows us, that she may have been fearful. There was a lot at stake for her. But she stepped out in faith. And she said, your God will be my God. Now, was her faith crystallized? It was not crystallized down to the letter. It was not crystallized in detail. But her step of faith made all the difference. A lot of times we hear about we need men of faith, and we do. But remember, as we're on the same team, we need women of faith as well. And Ruth exemplifies this faith. I can't tell you that the ladies in my journey and the women in my journey that have invested in me with the gospel. And what we see from Ruth is, is that she turns to God in faith. And so I, I believe, as you're listening today, as you're watching today, I believe that our women, our wives, our mothers, our grandmothers, on and on, sisters, daughters, that just like Ruth, when you turn to God, God will use it. He will use it in tremendous ways. So I encourage you today to take the example of Ruth as a woman from Scripture. And whatever that step of faith God has been leading you to, don't hold on to it, even though it, there's risk involved. But take that step of faith and see God move in tremendous ways. Ruth took that step of faith and she said, your God will be my God. And she's now part of the lineage of the Messiah. Take that step of faith. There's another link of Ruth's faith in this verse. She uses the term Lord. Now in the English, the letter L or the whole word Lord might be capitalized in your copy of God's word. Why is that significant? Because in English, when the, the term Lord or the capital L is there in the English, that means in the ancient language, the Hebrew language, it's the term for Yahweh. And that was the term used by the people of God to speak of the one true living God. In this time, there are going to be multiple deities that were being worshipped, all these false gods. But they made it very clear who their God was by using the term Yahweh. And that's who Ruth describes that she's placed her faith in. She had not placed her faith in a multitude of gods. No, she is placing her faith in Naomi's God, the God of Israel, the one true living God. That's where her faith resides. Has she figured it all out? Has she understand every detail about it? No, but we see that this is an act of faith. And it's when we abandon maybe all that we've ever known 
and we abandon that fabric of who we see ourselves as and we step out into faith and identity in Christ, then God begins to work, mold us, shape us, and use us. And that's living out the gospel traits that we see in Ruth's life. Ruth is an Old Testament example, an example for women living out the Lord's command. The Lord gives his command in Luke chapter 14, verse 27. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Ruth was taking that step of faith, following that path, even though it was hard, even though it was difficult. Following that path, bearing the cross, and that's what disciples are called to do. She exemplifies his faith for not only women, but for men, for all disciples to live out the gospel story by bearing the cross, denying oneself, bearing the cross to follow the Lord Jesus. In order to continue on the journey of faith, it took Ruth determination. That's the last principle I want to leave with you this morning. Ruth exemplifies sacrifice, she exemplifies faith, but she exemplifies determination. I was reminded of my grandmother. You've heard me share about my grandmother, my mother's mom, so many times throughout the years. Now, I just thought about my grandmother. Our picture's on the wall in my office, and I just began, as I was studying and working through this, I began to think about her because before my wedding, she had an aneurysm that ruptured. And she was in the hospital for a long time. She was in rehab for a long time. She had been brought home to my aunt's house. And we didn't know if she would be able to make it to our wedding. But during those days and during those weeks, I learned more about my grandmother. And one of the things that I learned about my grandmother was she's pretty stubborn. She's pretty, she's pretty stubborn because when she made her mind up about something, most likely she was going to do it. And before I realized it, closer and closer to the date of our wedding, she was making all these improvements. And I have a picture from my, with her from our wedding day because she made it to our wedding. She was determined to be a part of our special day. Ruth was determined. Ruth was determined. And she made this commitment to Naomi. And she made it in such a way that she literally says that the only thing that would separate her from being with Naomi is death itself. Isn't that something? That's the kind of vow that she made. That's the kind of commitment she made. That is the determination she had. She says here in, in this verse that, that death would be what separates them. Ruth's determination is not short-lived. She makes a vow to be present and committed to Naomi. And she fully commits to, to be right next to Naomi until death separates them. This is not a fluff promise. This is not lip service by Ruth to Naomi. This is a commitment of faith, a determined, mindful commitment of faith. And she exemplifies this for us. That word determined in the original language, this is the sense of that word, determined. It means to be fully devoted to some course of action. Fully devoted to some course of action. So by all intents and purposes, Ruth has made up her mind, okay? She's made up her mind that she is going to be with Naomi. She's going to leave her people group. She is going to follow Naomi to Naomi's people group, the people of Israel, God's chosen people. 
And she is placing her faith in the one true living God. And she shows this deep determination. Often in our faith journey, for whatever reason, maybe we take a detour. Maybe we take a detour as we're moving forward. We decide that that we've gone far enough on this path, on this journey. And so we take a detour and we we move in our own direction for a little while. We're, We're guided to move in our own direction for a little while. And we merge onto the highway of self-preservation. And we move towards our personal preferred direction. There's a problem with that. And the problem with that is that that leads us away from God. We, we think that when we take this detour that we can keep a little bit of, of Jesus in it. We think that when we merge on this highway of self-preservation and the preferred future that I want, that we'll just keep a little Jesus in it. That's really good in Southern, by the way. We'll just keep a little Jesus sprinkled into it. But the the moment you and I begin to merge onto the highway of self-preservation to fulfill our own preferred destination, we are moving in an opposite direction. Of Jesus. And we're not determined to continue that path of faith. Ruth shows us she is a picture of a woman that was determined. She is a picture of a woman that has no doubt in her faith that this is who she follows. And it's actually the gospel trait that we see from the life of Jesus. Jesus doesn't, doesn't take a detour. The gospel shares with us that he doesn't take a detour from the mission, from the will of the Father. The gospel shows us a Savior's determination. Think about about what he was facing before he entered Jerusalem. He walked directly into the teeth of all that was waiting for him going into Jerusalem. He was waiting on being lied about. He He was going into being betrayed. He was facing the hill of Calvary and the shedding of his blood. He faced all of that, but with determination, he went there. Why did he do it? He did it for you and he did it for me. And in Ruth's example, all the years prior to that, in Ruth's example, we see this gospel principle of determination. That as a woman, she was determined to follow and trust in the God of Naomi and to follow Naomi even till death separated them. She is a woman to look up to, a model for all disciples, whether it male or female, and for, for disciples to understand determination, faith, and sacrifice. Maybe you've never read the book of Ruth. Maybe you've only had a glimpse of the book of Ruth. Well, today I encourage you to revisit the book of Ruth and be encouraged. In this Old Testament book, the gospel principles that ultimately led to Ruth being part of the lineage of Jesus himself. I want to leave you with a few takeaways this morning. 
I hope at least one of them is portable for you, something you can take and apply to your life this week. Hopefully all three of them speak to you at some level. The first takeaway is this. Sacrifice means choosing what honors God. You may be at a crossroads in your life today, and God may be leading you, showing you what honors him, and you know it's going to take sacrifice. Friend, I encourage you to make that sacrifice. Because when you make that sacrifice, you're being Christ-like. Because Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. And when you make that sacrifice to do what honors God, you are following and living out the very gospel, the story of all of Scripture. You are living that out for others to see. Don't allow the evil one to keep you from making that sacrifice. Step out in faith and make it. And see God use it in invaluable ways. That leads us to the second one, which is step out in faith. Step out in faith. You may have to leave some of your fabric of your identity behind, but guess what? That's probably a good thing because you'll be wrapped up in the identity of Christ. And as you step out in faith, being wrapped in the identity of Christ, Christ can begin to move you to where he is calling you and shape you for the glory of his name. Is that scary? Maybe. But don't let that fear keep you from the grace of the king. Finally, prioritize devotion. We see that Ruth was determined. It was a priority for her. She was devoted. She was committed. She was determined. And whether male or female, man or woman, what we learn in this study of gospel and womanhood and, and looking at the life of Ruth, we see that her devotion and her determination brought her to be part of the lineage of the Messiah. You see, when you're determined to follow, when you're determined to follow that path that Jesus has for you, he'll use you in other people's lives. He'll use you in the life of your family. He'll use you in the life of the church. He'll use you in immeasurable ways, more than you may have even thought of, because we stay the course. We persevere. We show that determination. It's part of the gospel. And it's part of living out the gospel as his people. Let's pray together. Lord, we bow before you today, and I thank you for all the women in my life that have given a gospel example. I thank you for your word and the depth of it. And that Ruth gives us these gospel-centric characteristics, God. I pray for the, the women here today, God. You know exactly where they are. And you know exactly how the example of Ruth can speak into their life. I pray that that would take place in this place. And Lord, for all of us as disciples, both men and women, may we see your hand throughout all of Scripture in the grand story of Scripture that, that living out the gospel is what you're calling us to do. May we take those steps of faith. May we be determined. May we be sacrificial in order to glorify your name, lead others to know who you are, and to build a kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, there may be one watching today or present today, and they've never authentically placed their faith in you as Lord and Savior. 
Today may be the day of salvation for someone. So I pray that if someone's watching, that they would type in in the comments, faith, so that we can follow up with them. Maybe they could send us a, a personal direct message to our Facebook page. We can reply to that and follow up with them. There may be someone present today that's never trusted by faith alone in you, Lord Jesus, as Savior. Maybe after we dismiss, they want to, after everybody else is gone, they just want to come back in and share. And I would love to be here and be present for them, to answer any questions, to pray with them. Help them know that I'll be available if there's a decision to be made. Lord, there may be a decision, a personal decision that needs to be made here today by someone where they just make that commitment like Ruth made that commitment, where they're going to step out in faith even though it's risky, even though it's scary. They're going to prioritize that devotion and determination to follow where you are leading them, God. I pray they wouldn't leave here without making that decision. And I pray that they would share that with someone close to them so that that person can journey with them in holding them to that faith decision, God. Lord, this is your time. We pray that you would speak to hearts and you would move in this place for your glory and for your credit alone. We ask this in your holy name. Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word.